Welcome to another episode of Transformer Issues. I'm Aiden. I am Elon. And this week we review Transformers All Hail Megatron number 15, where we get two stories for one, where we find out what happened to Cup and Perceptor before they join the Wreckers in Last Stand of the Wreckers. We get a bit excited by Combining Wars Megatron and have quite the interesting time with Reveal the Shield Perceptor. No fingers were harmed. We also reviewed this week in Toy News, from the studio series to the first two episodes of Transformers Cyberverse airing online. Once again, thank you, Jazzfuzz. And if you'd like to reach us on Twitter, you can follow us at TransformerPod and on Instagram at TransformerIssues. With that, let's find out what gets a rise out of Megatron this week. Maximize. have we got a ton of news for you guys so sit back while we get you caught up high-res images of the next wave of studio series figures were revealed at the fan expo in canada several weeks ago there are three new molds in this wave a world war ii bumblebee based off of his appearance in the horrible scene in the last night where for some reason he fought Nazis alongside Hot Rod, but doesn't remember. That is a fan fiction come to life, except it's an actual movie. I know, but it doesn't make any sense, that scene. It doesn't. And then there's going to be a repaint or a new barricade figure alongside a new sideswipe. Repainted figures include a repainted crowbar as crankcase and another repaint of Wave 1's uh, Bumblebee. I think it was based off his uh, 70s Camaro look. I've been browsing around uh, on the transform community's opinions of the crankcase and let's just say this all of the memes have been made about the fact that it's just a crowbar repaint and people are pissed i yeah i know it's a little bit i mean i like the dreadlocks transformer guy the but, dreads <laughs> yeah the dreads on them but the, it, it could, i feel like they could have just if they did like one slight mold on the head differently or something like maybe change the nose or something or act change the face it would have been like a nicer to have a a different figure no it's literally just a repaint ah, which sadly. is a shame too because i probably would have picked it up if it wasn't a repaint now i should might as well just get a crowbar which i've actually been looking into i've been looking into buying a studio series figure recently uh, well it's i i do like the design but sadly i don't have a crowbar of my own i should get it i should have at least one dreadbot in my collection that's uh, my, at least one yeah and then there, there's actually takara tommy has released preview photos of a uh, BB-02 Legendary Optimus Prime. What it is, is that it is an extensive retool of an older Optimus Prime. Uh, do you remember in uh, Age of Extinction how they, when they first find Prime, he's like that flat-nosed Peterbilt cab in mm-hmm. a theater? For some, reason that's, for some reason, that's in a movie theater alongside of a bunch of other junk. I barely remember anything from that movie. Well, okay, so they, they did do um, a toy of that for like that that. that version of prime that was in there for like 10 minutes of the movie but now they're going back and doing like going all out they're retooling it to make it look more movie accurate they're even actually adding in a blaster that changes like do you know remember how like the original movie prime his his fuel tanks changed into his hand blasters or uh-huh. something like that they're adding that in now yeah, and this is not masterpiece optimus prime where the fronts of the truck are at the bottom of his feet 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little bit more. I I think I might get it, but the big problem is that it comes with a trailer that turns into a base, so that's gonna launch it. I mean, they haven't. I haven't seen official prices, but that's kind of. If anything, any indications of the past are whenever Prime gets a trailer, especially the movie versions, it's going to be like two hundred bucks. So. Yeah, seriously. Some people are on eBay are selling the um, original Masterpiece Optimus Prime just the tra- like just the trailer for five hundred dollars. Oh my! Yeah, that's yeah, a just little the high. trailer. I like to mention that you can get that figure, which is a real like masterpiece, is very accurate when it comes to that figure. You can get it. Without the trailer for eighty bucks, but with the trailer five hundred, that's a no for me, Captain. Oh no, that's yeah, and it's it's kind of like the trailers are kind of hit or miss. They can either be a really good base mode or additional armor, but sometimes they can be a little bit weak and not be like they don't like actually transform that well, or they're just they're taking up space, so to speak. Or they could be the Make Toy Slender Erebus, where the trailer is since that was based off of the uh, the Power Master mm-hmm. design. Where you know the smaller Optimus Prime went to the chest of the bigger one, yeah. uh, the in, like the bigger figure of the Thunder Erebus turns into the trailer. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, like the, the power combining thing. Yeah, that's yeah that turns in that turns into the trailer, and it's a wonderful use of it. Damn, I, I have to just, I have to look up that make bus thing. I mean, I I can't, I'm not going to get it because I already have like the. The Legends Power Master Optimus Prime that they released about two years ago, mm-hmm. and like that fulfilled my itch. But it is that that new version or like the third party version you're talking about. Yeah, it's also uh, um, if I had the money. If I had the money, it's also uh, Nemesis Prime. But then there's a Make Toys Thunder Manus if you don't like the Nemesis Prime colors. Oh. which I prefer the Nemesis Prime colors. Just saying. Oh yeah, I I always like like getting a ne- Nemesis Prime, but oh yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of new primes, Transformers Cyberverse has aired. The first episode uh, broadcasted September first on Cartoon Network. I was the, not aware of that. And the and you can find well, you can get caught up because all of the episodes, or at least the first two episodes, are available online for free. Have you watched other episodes at all? I've watched both of them, and I do. I think, like stylistically, I think it's. It's a little bit. It's CG. It's a little bit simplistic. But oh, it's it's, it's CG. Yeah, I thought it's it would CG. just been regular two D animated. No, no, but no. It's, it's kind of like a robots in disguise kind of deal. Yeah, it, only it's designed to look a little bit more um, cell shaded like. But I it, love cell shading. Side note, <laughs> it, it does look good, but I have like one worry. Um, mm-hmm. So far, all the episodes are taking place in a desert, and that's. That's kind of boring. I mean, stylistic, visually, that's kind of boring, and I know why they do it to save money, but it creates another problem. Um, like Decepticons usually like uh, affiliated with the color purple, but you don't see that many Decepticons being all purple, except for like Shockwave. And but, it's a lovely design. <laughs> and Autobots, on the other hand, they they're associated with red, and they tend to you like go to the color red, like white on rice, basically. <laughs> So if you are watching at home and you are watching Cyberverse series, I would definitely try to check or adjust your um, levels on your TV because I, when I watched a couple episodes, like or just the two episode, uh, the two episodes online, the red was just bleeding everywhere on my screen. Oh so, my god! So I mean, like they have to figure out a way to either like tone down the intensity of their like red or find a better way to shade it. it it's the first two episodes. So I'm, I don't expect the highest of quality when well, it comes yeah, to the art a, style. 
It's going to be a little bit clunky. Seriously, you know? did you like see the first few episodes of animated? What the hell was that? Yeah, it was. It's like the but then it started to look amazing. So, well, yeah. yeah, it's like the pilot episode. Everybody is always. It seems like all the characters are drugged or something, or things a little bit clunky and slow because it's like first. It's pilot jitters, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing how everything meshes out. But, yeah, but uh, how's it actually? How's the how's the, how is the first two episodes? Uh, I was able to enjoy it. I the basic premise is Bumblebee is, amnesia. Yeah, amnesia again, and he's lost his voice again. And he lost his voice again. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm I need to be brutally honest here. I'm kind of sick of that. Like it was charming the first time, kind of, and then they did in Prime, and then they, in the movies. Like, and come on, yeah, really, I'm, you're gonna do it? I'm sick of that. Well, it's like they're kind of doing a middle ground. See, as he goes, gets his memories back, you're going to see flashbacks on him on Cybertron, and he's going to have his voice then. But it's just, when he gets to Earth, he's just going to be radio clips, like the movie version. Everything's about Bumblebee nowadays. I don't, oh, yeah. like, I like Bumblebee. I really do. Especially in the IDW comics. Because mm-hmm. that version of Bumblebee's great, but... Come on. I know. It's, anytime you go, every time there's a movie coming out, especially now... Anytime you go to the toy aisle, it's just like a sea of yellow. Seriously, just just Google Transformers eyes. on Google Images. The first thing is to come up is guaranteed going to be Bumblebee. Oh, yeah. He is the poster child for that line. But uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so far, they've it's been a little bit. They've been slowly introducing things. It's only been two episodes. I mm-hmm. do like Windblade. Oh, of course. She oh. she's definitely she seems like she's replacing RC as like the go to female bot to be on the team. I don't really mind that all that much. Because well, recent versions of Windblade have been really good. Oh yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying it, and she was like the fan created character, so it she makes was. sense. She that was. She'd be she'd be like the new figure or like the new go to mm-hmm. f- fanbot. Yeah. And then, so what else was there? Also, uh, they revealed the uh, this is going to be a mouthful. The full promo art for the Transformers Siege War for Cybertron, the Autobot figures. And they introduced like two new character or two new designs, uh, Hound and Prowl. I think Hound looks pretty sweet. Prowl, I'm holding off on. I want to see more pictures of the actual toy, but I just be, but I have high expectations just because IDW Prowl has left a big impression on my head. So whenever I see that character, I'm oh, like, yeah, we're gonna be getting more of that in the today's issue. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's just like he's such an interesting character that like. He is. I, I just automatically have high expectations, regardless of what version it is. Do you hope they're going to bring uh, Rodimus into uh, Cyberver- Cyberverse? It's kind of hard to say, because Bumblebee used to be just the Kid Appeal character. And then um, Hot Rod. Well, Hot Rod wasn't the Kid Appeal character. He was more like the Luke Skywalker. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the character that is designed, destined to become the leader. But does he have the touch? Well, does he have the power? Well, we, don't, we haven't seen him yet, but... <laughs> But um, it's like Bumblebee's kind of taken over the role of Hot Rod in that he's the not only just the kid appeal character, but he also has to be the like the Luke Skywalker now, so yeah. to speak. And so it's a little bit it's different from Hot Rod, but it's kind of hard to say. But however, um, the show producers said they designed redesigned or they designed ninety characters for Cyberverse, and it's going to be a majority of them are going to be. Um, Redos of G1 characters, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did show up, though. Damn! Mm-hmm. Well, we got Blur in there, so that's fine. <laughs> and then speaking of Bumblebee, 
Uh, a Russian social media website has revealed a picture of an upcoming Cyberverse Bumblebee toy that is massive. It takes up, it's literally as tall as a child's torso in the picture. Like, it's that big. I want to say it's about eight, maybe 18 inches, like in that realm. Uh, but the downside is, is that it's kind of simplistic looking, but maybe they'll make up for that by having like lights and sounds. But yeah. it's just a gigantic bumblebee figure. Yeah, when I went to uh, Target the other day and I was looking at the Cyberverse toys, um, the biggest one there they had was a Megatron. It wasn't the biggest Transformer there. That that was the Studio Series Grimlock, which I've been thinking about picking up. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. Uh, along with uh, the Dragonstorm that they had there. Oh, yeah. Also known as King Ghidorah, but Transformers. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a sweet. I I, I kind of like it, but like I I think I missed the boat on getting it because it's, it's not bad design. It's just non-original. Yeah, it just it'd just be better if it was like a, maybe a little less. If the movie was better, I'd probably enjoy it better. <laughs> but enough of that. And then also, um, in, in terms of masterpiece news, the latest big news is that there is now a Golden Lagoon exclusive of Optimus Prime. Say what? Well, okay. It goes back to this episode in the original cartoon where a Autobot named Beachcomber found this uh, Golden Lagoon that you step in it, you get covered in gold, you get a gold repaint of yourself, but you also get... You are impervious to damage. What is that? The original masterpiece Megatron? What the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's it started a tradition. Like in, um, for some reason, like now, Japan loves taking an um, the big Optimus Prime toy of the year and repainting it gold. And that episode, they repaint. They that it all falls back to that episode. So when they did uh, um, a Beachcomber toy for the Titans Return line, or I think Combiner Wars. Two or no, I'm Power of the Primes. Sorry, um, they decided to do a bunch of do a gold repaints, and then eventually got caught up with a masterpiece Optimus Prime again. So, up uh, <laughs> and I just dropped a coaster. So yeah, so there are pictures online. Uh, if it's going to be a little bit, uh, well, the normal version of that Prime is like upwards to like over a hundred bucks. So I imagine the golden version is going to be at least 175. If you like having a gold version or golden versions of Optimus Prime, this is your Oscar moment, so to speak. It's your Oscar moment. Yeah. It's the Oscar for your collection. I mean, it's, I could repaint it myself gold for free. Yeah. But like, it's less likely to flake the paint. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a collector, so I don't know the full-on appeal of it. So, But I'm just saying that's what I would do. If I wanted a Gold Optimus Prime, I wouldn't buy an entirely separate, like, entirely new figure just painted gold for the sake of owning it. A crap ton of money for the sake of owning it. Uh, well, I would know, just paint it. Well, you know it gets crazier, though. Like, um, the earlier Golden Primes, uh, and they included, like, um, Primes that... Optimus Prime's from uh, Transformers Armada, Energon, and Cyberverse. I think. Lost me at Energon. And joking. And the original robots in disguise, like they were all, they they instead of like doing a mass retail, they only do eight golden primes per year. So if you if you think these are too much money, those figures now cost like at least seven to thousand, like seven thousand dollars. Last I checked, just for one of them, because like there's only like eight of each of them. Well, yeah. Okay. 
But let's okay. go on to. Stop tapping the table. Me? Or... Yeah. Oh, I'm drunk. Keep t- no, no, you just keep tapping the table. Oh. You can touch the table, but when you tap the table, it's bad. Okay. But you guys are fine otherwise. Keep going. You're good. Okay, so let's go on to the comic. <clears throat> okay, so... Alright, so for the issue we're covering today is Transformers All Hail Megatron, issue 15. And just starting off with the cover art, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just need to get that out of the way. The cover art for this is amazing. It's the redesigned cup standing in the center with... with um, the ghostly head of Springer and then Prowl behind him, which is just a wonderful image. But <clears throat> don't you like? Don't you agree with me here? Oh yes, it's a to- sorry. It's totally an um, an awesome cover, and I also like if you look at um, Cup's windshield chest, you'll yeah. see like a hand. It's a ghostly hand. Yeah, I'm guessing that's our boy Outback's missing right hand. I think it is. <laughs> So we'll see, or maybe one of the Autobots that he viciously murdered in Spotlight Cup. <laughs> that was viciously murdered mm-hmm. while he was basically a skeleton. Oh yeah, but it, so I just needed to ask: Is this a common thing in all Hail Megatron? Because um, in this issue, there is two stories: one called "Everything Is in the, in Its Right Place," which is about Cup, and then "Lost and Found," which is about Perceptor. Is that a common thing in the Hell Megatron comics? Ah, uh, well, actually, issues one through twelve is a complete story by itself. Okay, but the next four issues were called Codas, and they basically were setting up, um, were either setting up uh, pieces across the board for do- Last Stand of the Wreckers, Last Stand of the Wreckers, or introducing another character, Drift, or um, oh, Drift. Or setting up for like the next writer for when he came into place. Yeah, but um, yeah, usually All Hail Megatron. Uh, let me briefly describe it. All Hail Megatron was a series where an Autobot is betrays the other Autobots, and the Decepticons use the, the knowledge from that one guy to do a simultaneous attack against all Autobots across the galaxy. And the and basically what it does is it. It beats the Autobots like sense. The Decepticons beat the Autobots to senselessly across the galaxy. So, and what happens on Earth is that Megatron wins and he exiles the Autobots, Prime, and his team to um, Cybertron, which at that point is a dying world that's like actually harmful to even Transformers because of like all radiation. And so, it's, you, it's not Beast Machines level where Megatron wins and takes over the entire planet. No, he just well, he takes over the Earth. That's he, and it's so basically it's like reverse. Exactly, yeah. It's reverse so, Beast Machines. Yeah, so the the whole story is about um people on Earth struggling against the Decepticons while the Autobots are struggling to survive in Cybertron. And it ends with the Autobots getting rescued by Omega Supreme. Of course, Omega Supreme. Yep, the giant rocket that he is. The giant rocket. And he basically, and they basically win. Like they defeat Decepticons, and the arm, their army shatters across the universe, so to speak, because Megatron is critically injured by Spike Witwicky. And this, and this eventually paves the way for Last Stand of the Rickers. Or, so, is well, it, or is it completely separate? It's mostly separate. It kind of separate. It kind of sets it up in the sense that you remember how Fortress Maximus was under that assault. Yeah, that assault was taking place when the that was like one of the other many assaults ha- happening across all Autobots. 
when All Hail Megatron was going on. So, okay. so it does tie into Last on the Records, but um, it, it's kind of tangential. Like, you don't have to read All Hail Megatron to understand it, but it just it's more flavor. Yeah, but, I've gotten word from my friends that All Hail Megatron, just the story by itself, is amazing. Yeah, it is. In, it, it is like it does have a lot of good moments in it, and the artwork is done by Casey Kohler, or one of the artists yeah, on Casey it, Casey Kohler, which is the uh, artist for. I'll have Megatron 15 story lost and found while mm-hmm. everything in its right place is both written and drawn by Nick Roche. Who wrote Last Night of the Records and Spotlight Cops. This so. guy just loves his records, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And they and to be and to their credit, IDW has been letting him go do whatever he wants with them. Because he's a, he's a good writer and a good artist. Oh, yeah. But also, I'd like to mention that uh, I, I feel ashamed to admit this, but when we were back on the topic of Mega Supreme, I... I'm upset to say my first exposure to the character of Omega Supreme was uh, Transformers Energon. Oh, yeah, that... It was a good toy, but, like, I felt like the whole thing of, like, it becoming a gigantic, huge planet or something, I think. No, that was... uh, Or was I thinking something else? Um, You're thinking of something else. But, basically, I have a DVD in my house uh, for Transformers Energon, which is basically the entire Omega Supreme arc, where... Like he does a com- combination or whatever that was called in Ener- Energon. I don't remember what it was called. Power link. Power linking. But he was basically a glorified power link for Prime. Oh yeah, and it's like, like that's all he was. You know how Prime had the like four four vehicles that he couldn't even fight without, or else he'd get scraped. Yeah, he was like a Power Ranger toy. Like he he was basically Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme was basically a powered up that for Prime. Oh yeah, and he instead of being a giant ship, he's basically just a bigger, bigger armor guy. set. Yeah, it's just a bigger armor set for Prime. Oh yeah, there's so many things wrong with that show, but that was my first exposure to that character. My problem with it is like when you did combine Prime and Omega, the head like Optimus formed the head basically, and it was so tiny. It was like it might as well not have been there at all. Disproportionate. Oh yeah, totally disproportionate. But what is this a Todd McFarlane toy? <clears throat> Well, I had to make that joke. I really did. Yeah. Um, well, they don't. They're only disproportionate if you're looking at it the wrong angle. Uh, that, but let's let's go on with uh, everything in its right place that oh, opens up kind of explosively. Which, uh, explosively, which once again written and drawn by Nick Roche, which is great. Mm-hmm. The explosively, yeah. Ex- by explosive, you mean Springer uppercutting Prowl. You're correct. Yep, right in the face. Right in the jaw. Energon is just off. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just like spilling it from the mouth. I think it lo- I don't think Cup lo- or Prowl lost a tooth here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. No, he didn't. Not that I can see. Okay, but he does look he's like he does look like he's in pain. But but Springer Springer just uppercut him so hard he basically did an entire backflip. <laughs> yeah. And the story is from, or is narrated from Prowl's point of view. It does, it is, and it seems to be taking place uh, a, f- a while after Spotlight Cup occurs. Yeah, just because, but before Wreckers, Springer's like, my boy, where's Cup? Because mm-hmm. he's not where he was before. As Prowl leaks energy down from the mouth, and that said blood is on Springer's knuckles. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great, good image. That's a, a lovely image. I could make so many Photoshop memes with that. Oh, yeah. I started getting in Photoshop, by the way. Ah, okay. Well, guess what? You're going to be doing promo images when you're good enough. So. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. 
Okay. I'm, I, that's completely fine. And while Prowl is on the floor here, he's narrating um, basically what's going on and how he's able to predict Springer down to to a T, basically, or in this case, a bolt. Um, <laughs> it was nuts and bolts. Uh, basically, he Prowl goes on about how the Autobots tend, like, for all the good that they do, they tend to basically be more damaging in it or more reckless than they should be, especially for a group of robots. Yeah, it's totally not that he... Uh, for example, that Prowl actually mentions Springer sending in a bunch of Autobots that Cup viciously murdered. Oh yeah, like for, for all their again for all the good they do, Autobots do have do tend to dig themselves into a hole. Sp- apparently, especially the Wreckers, mm-hmm. especially Springer. But Prowl tells Springer the good news is that Cup is back. Yes, he is, and then we get to see him just running and gunning through through a wave as. Springer questions, what is that in his mouth? Mm-hmm. Yep, and it is, well, it to be revealed, it is a Saigar. A, basically, it's, uh, well, the, basically, we know that Cup hasn't been in the uh, best of conditions prior to this issue. Mostly mentally. <laughs> and that everybody know, or Cup, Springer, and Prowl know that if you they were to tell what exactly went down during Cup's rescues mission... Because he wasn't exactly... Aware, yeah, that cup would take it a little too personally a, or leap, harshly, yeah. As he puts leap right into the sun mm-hmm. and be done with it, <laughs> exactly. But the issue kind of explains the setup for how they got uh, cup back using pretender technology. That's right. If pretender you are, technology, yes, aka pretenders, transformers that are toys that hide the transformers inside. So let me give a beef uh, spiel about that. In the original toy line, uh, past the cartoons in the later '80s, early '90s, one of the they were adding more and more gimmicks across the toys. And one of the things that they did is they decided to hide Transformer toys inside a shell of a human. Yeah, a human or a samurai monster zombie or a basically anything that wasn't a Transformer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, um, there you you had humans, Autobots as humans in these powered armor shells, and then you had Decepticons inside monster shells. Uh, the most famous being Bludgeon and Thunderwing. That actually reminds me of uh, back when Star Wars toys were everywhere. They kind of still are. Oh, they never go away. <laughs> no, they don't. No, it's Star Wars, of course not. How's that's impossible. But it's basically. Uh, it was a transforming Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Darth Vader. Oh, basically they, the Darth Vader. So you got a you got a Death Star, right? Mm-hmm. What if I told you it's a Darth Vader in hiding? <laughs> yes, the Death I remember Star. That guy. The Death Star transforms into Darth Vader, and Darth Vader transforms into the Death Star. And then didn't Han and Chewie combine to form the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, when they were in vehicle, like one looked like a pita bread sandwich and one looked like a slice of pizza when they weren't trans when they weren't combined. But then you combine again, and they make the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, I think that was like a huge <laughs> toy too. It was like so, the crossover lines are like kind of hit or miss. Like I felt, like, I think the Marvel ones were better, but the because like Star Wars designs are really slim. So oh yes, yeah. basically Han had a uh, a bit of a. <laughs> It's a like bit, a bit of a stone face. Exactly. Yeah. To put like, it lightly. And completely grayed out. Completely grayed out. And he still has his hair. <laughs> yeah, as a helmet. <laughs> Can you just imagine slapping Han Solo's hair on top of like Megatron's head? 
I think I don't know. I'd have to cut out like a Barbie Ken doll head, <laughs> just cut out the hairline, and then just slap it on top of my Megatron. The Megatron that he has with us today, which mm-hmm. is you know great. But um, oh, the in-depth or the in-universe explanation for Pretender armor is a rogue Decepticon scientist named Thunderwing was developing it as a way for Transformers to survive on an ever hostile Cybertron and to face their energy crisis, so to speak. Yeah, energon crisis. It didn't work out so well, but the Autobots later on did manage to protect the technology, and they're using the interface uh, that Prowl mentions here to get Cup uh, his sanity back, so to speak. Unless he sees something that could possibly spark spark back. Get spark? (laughs) Funny. Uh, Spark back memories of those traumatic events on that planet. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yep, so we continue onward with Cups demonstrating just how kick-ass he is in his new uh, his new upgraded body. In Prowl's word, he's fighting like today's or next year's model. Which he kind of is. And then, uh, yes, so as for the origin of the Saigar, the Saigar is, is basically... Uh, Basically, a custom drug for Cup to suppress his memories. It's, it was, it's just for Cup. Exactly for, for him. Cup. Well, I mean, the Saigars in general weren't, but this specific, like these specific Saigars, were made just for Cup. Oh yeah, because they they're they're basically like a a synthesized version of the crystal, like the crystal that he was getting high off of on that planet. Yeah, so they basically give him the, the Saigar to give him a nice quick fix and. In Cup's own, or as we go on, word, um, in Cup's own word, or in his own words, he basically says Perceptor is there to follow him around and make give him an endless supply of Saigars. But he never questions why the best Autobot scientist is following him is around. giving just, him drugs. Exactly. He never questions basically it. Basically giving him drugs. But, but, like, if Cup doesn't, so they are a synthesized version of the Crystal, and if he doesn't have them, he's going to go, uh, He's going to have those Crazy. flashbacks. He's yes. going to have those flashbacks. We don't want that to happen. Nope. We really don't want that to happen because he's going to immediately throw himself in the sun. <laughs> yes. But but uh, let's get on to the long-awaited reunion between Springer and Cup, where you see uh, in this awesome page right here, you see Cup basically partially disassembled but still holding the entire room together just by sheer, in Prowl's words, sheer personality. Give him a hand. Give oh, him yeah. a hand. Well, he's got just, but he actually needs an extra hand because it uh, looks like Brainstorm is examining his other arm. So That was the joke. I made a pun. <laughs> Give him a hand, everyone. You can't hear it, but I'm doing one hand clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm seeing it happen. And then we see the look on Springer's face where he doesn't quite believe it, but is willing to let things slide. I just because re- I'm just reminded of that scene from the Angry Birds movie where the mom's just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie sucked. Well, don't worry. We're actually in good mater- hands now with Nick Roche. Thank. Thank Primus. <laughs> and as Cop uh, gets reassembled, he gets his reunion with um, Springer. Before look, Well, then he looks at his hand and he's starting to have a slight flashback until Springer Perceptor just like... Wake him up. Wake up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on about how, again, Perceptor is there to give him his special cigars and that the Autobots want him back on his feet as soon as possible. 
In one of these panels, he looks like he's about to suck it through his mouth like a straw. Oh, yeah. Just sticking out in such a way. Looks like you just inhale and it just goes in his mouth. Oh, yeah. That probably not, that probably wouldn't work very well. No, but again, he is an auto. He is, I don't know how, like, machines smoke. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. So I don't know if he's going to have inhaling issues or not. But (laughs) he doesn't inhale to begin with. I just don't. Someone should probably clear that up. We're going to need, going to need probably the IDW to establish how the hell. Cybertronian smoke. Uh, well, sometimes. Well, I mean, sometimes you do want to look into it, but sometimes you don't. But I don't know. I'm debating whether I want to or not. I have many questions, but do I want them answered? That is the question. That's yeah. the true question here. Do well, I want them answered? <laughs> well, sometimes we have to accept that sometimes a cigar, a cigar is just a cigar for now. It's just a cigar. Mm-hmm. It's nothing else but a cigar. And it, well, yeah, or a blunt in this case. I think it works more <laughs> like a blunt because he's got. He's smoking it. He's trying to suppress memories. memories, and it's like keeping him propped up. So clearly, it's the, not like a mood. Of, like the best Autobot scientist there is just I'm gonna give you some drugs, and not like the medical uh, kind of the medical kind, but no, it's just straight. It's just straight up blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have some medicinal cigars. <laughs> sure, why not? He's probably gonna. Is it possible for him to overdose on that shit? Uh, yeah, that's when he was on the planet. He was overdosing all the time. He was, oh. But they're, I, I'm guessing Perceptor's going to make sure he just gets just enough to get a nice little fix. So I could probably find Fanara on there where it's just a cup with a huge bunch of cigars in his mouth. Uh, I, yeah, you know what? That, I'm going to go looking for that after this. Okay, we, we want an answer next episode. I will. Okay. I will. But as the story progresses, Prowler drops a, bron- uh, a bomb on the viewer in that... He's not only bringing Cup back to the Autobots, but he's using Cup as a prop, a microphone, so to speak, to push his own agendas and the Autobots. Because this is one thing that Prowl has learned is that he may be the Nick Fury of the Autobots. So, but, fam, I don't want to lead. But he knows Autobots don't exactly have a long-term viewpoint as much as he does. They tend to prefer who's. They tend to listen, in his own words, the next guy who's writing, who has a plan that's writing an asteroid while he's explaining that plan. Yeah. <laughs> so Prowl decides decides that he should use Cup to gain the Autobots' attention and and to actually bring about the wars and closer, or in his own words, like closer to according to his calculations, so to speak. And as he is explaining this, we get a a nice. Um, this is my favorite panel in the entire issue. Just where he goes over what is basically some of the, I guess, leaders of the Autobots. Oh, yeah. Where he mentions Ratchet, Hot Rod, Grimlock, Springer, and Optimus Prime. I'd like to mention that Optimus Prime in Nick Roche's art style looks amazing. Oh, yeah. You, his, he, know, he always knows how to do a dynamic like figure, especially for Prime where... like. The only way you can convey emotion is either through the eyes or through the maybe eyebrows. through pose. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're Transformer Cybertron, he actually has a mouth. But IDW doesn't like display his mouth that much. But no. which I don't. I that's completely fine. I'm just saying I love this art style. And also we get a quick shot of Ratchet, barely there, but it looks nice. Hot Rod looks nice. Springer, we see him all the time, so whatever. And Grimlock. Oh yeah, that's a look for Grimlock. I like it. Oh yeah, it's you should read or 
If your viewers are seeing what Aiden's seeing, then you should all read Maximum Dinobots. It's also drawn by Nick Roche. Of course. Love it. (laughs) And it's basically Shockwave versus the Dinobots and Scorponox. So we may or may not take a look into that. And also starring Hot Rod. That That's great for me because I'd like to mention that Shockwave is probably my favorite Transformers character of all time. Oh, that's... Either that or he swaps out with Soundwave. And Grimlock is my favorite Autobot, like, in general. It's hard not to love a fl- fire-breathing T-Rex that changes fire into a robot. Co- I'm a Godzilla fan, of course. <laughs> And then, all speaking of which, we also get a good look at Decepticon leaders in Nick Roche's art style. Including Megatron. Mm-hmm. And Bludgeon and Scorponok and Thunderwing, all big heavy hitters that sort of got their em- or their rise to fame post-cartoon. But they Just are like definitely... Shockwave. Oh, yeah. Because I like to mention Shockwave didn't do a single thing in the show. Well, he was born to Cybertron and kept the female population down. Not about female population down. That is a plot point, or that, an actual episode, too. There's also an episode where, yeah, there's a lot of interesting episodes in that, especially when Soundwave and Megatron get drunk. I always mention that in these episodes, like, when we're doing this, but it's it, just, I, It's fun seeing Autobots it's just fun, get... It's fun seeing Autobots... <laughs> no, Decepticons getting drunk on Energon. Oh, yeah. Which is, ba- which is basically their blood. Yeah, and their fuel. <laughs> so we go onwards and we talk about more about how Prowl wants to use Cup to be the Prowl wants to be the guiding hand for Cup. And that Perceptor notes see that he finds this whole thing unethical. But Prowl counters that, counteracts with saying, you know, you and I, we could have calculated this war out and finished it years ago, but nobody listens to us. This is the only way we'll ever, you and I will ever be able to end the war. I just imagine Perceptor bringing up his point and then Prowl just becoming Phoenix Wright, going, objection! <laughs> Pretty much. It's a, um, instantly becomes Phoenix Wright. I can imagine with that. He's got the hair. <laughs> By hair, I mean eyebrows. Whatever those things are. Or chevrons in this case. Yeah. And then we get more artwork of Cup just looking amazing. Kicking ass. And smoking cigars. Yep. And thus ends, and that ends the Cup story of All Hail Megatron 15. So what do you think so far, Aiden? I love it. Yeah. That, like, how would I... Should we... Should we rate the individual stories in this episode, like, in this issue, and then rate the entire issue at the end? Uh, you know what? I think that's a... Yeah, that's a fair deal yeah, because okay. like they're both standalone stories, but do you the do same get issue. them? Yeah, but you do. They come together as a package. So yeah. yeah, okay. How many cigars would you rate everything in its right place? I would rate it four out of five. It is definitely more of a build-up issue between Spotlight uh, Cup and Last End of the Records. In fact, it even was, if I remember correctly, it was actually published after Last End of the Records. So. It does. It answers a lot, a lot of fan questions about like how did Cup get so well again, so to speak. But nobody questioned it too hard because hey, it's Cup and everybody loves Cup. So everyone loves Cup. Mm-hmm. He's it's hard re- not to love that guy. It's really, it's really not. Also, his cigar, the cigar <laughs> thing. Oh yeah. Like we wrote it off as an addiction in earlier episodes, but now we it gives us a more of a reason why <laughs> that why he has cigars all the time. Oh yeah. I like how they actually did that. Like yeah. since remember this was published after Last Stand of the Records, correct? Yeah. So people were like, "Why does he have all the sidecars?" It wasn't explained, and now here it is. For like to answer, there's better late than questions. never. Yeah. Better late than never. 
Yeah, but it's it's honestly, if you enjoyed Last Than the Records, this is just a nice supplemental piece. And there's actually <laughs> way more material. Um, we didn't cover the prose stories that were tied into Last Than of the Records, but they do explain uh, the other records that you don't see in Last Than, including Whirl, uh, Roadbuster, the fate of Rack and Ruin, um, as well as like a few other characters. And it does set up like uh, cameos and other characters that will be future or will be important in the future in other series, including a character named Rung. Um, Okay. But yeah, uh, we go on to Lost and Found. Hey, man, I didn't do my rating. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. uh, (laughs) Just so eager. So what's your rating? Uh, I'd actually probably I can't give it half cigars. I can't. So I think I'm definitely I'm as just like you. I'm going to give it a four out of five cigars. And the only reason I'm taking off one is just because there's not much that really happens. It's more building up and answering unanswered questions, which is completely fine. And just storytelling. That's storytelling is what I like the most when it comes to. So, you know how my thing when it comes to the figures is the posability? Mm-hmm. Storytelling is my thing when it comes to the comics. And this does actually a really good job of it. Oh, yeah. And it also does. It also gives a fascinating insight to into how Prowl's mind works and how <laughs> he he's like the most morally gray Autobot yet. I, I know this was focusing like this was an issue somewhat focusing on Cup, but I feel like this was more Prowl's issue. Oh yeah, which is completely fine because I love Prowl. And I, the biggest thing that sells this entire story is just the artwork. I say it every time, but Nick Roche's artwork is amazing. Oh, yeah. And he's currently drawing for Marvel, if I understand. He just recently did um, Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, a couple issues of that. Oh, yeah. And he's also going to be in, I think, in, uh, in a big Transformers uh, convention. I forgot the name of it. That's appearing in uh, October, I believe. Yeah. As a signing. So I would definitely look that up if you're in the area. Yep. So like, just sign up Spider-Man PS4. It's out now. And people are saying it's really good. Fans are saying it's really good. Critics yeah. are giving it like 8 out of 10, mostly. I know it's out because every time I pop on like a Twitter, it's like I'm just... We my feed on Twitter, that's the first thing. Yeah, and no, it's like they're just covered with like Spider-Man selfies. I swear, I go to Google Chrome and it's the first thing. It's just like a bunch of Spider-Man PS4 stuff want me to click on for Google searches. I'm like, listen... I love Spider-Man, and I've been hyped for this game, but I don't have a PS4, so this is worthless to me. <laughs> I know. Sometimes the ad, <laughs> targeted ads need to like, be a little bit more informed about who they're targeting. Spider-Man, Transformers crossover. That actually happened in, issue, in issue three, I think, of the original Marvel comic. I'm actually probably going to go look that up. That sounds awesome. Okay, but um, let's get on to the uh, Lost and Found, where um, the setup for this is Cup actually led a mission before uh, joining the Wreckers, where he rescued a couple Autobots, and during that mission, Perceptor the, was along, making sure he got his stash, um, mm-hmm. stash of uh, Cygars, <laughs> and Perceptor got m- near, damn near mortally wounded yeah, with this, a massive cannon to the chest. And this is shortly explained by, at the beginning, by Blur, and who is that again? That is Drift. Ah, there's there's the samurai. <laughs> yes, uh, the former mass uh, mass ki- Autobot killing Decepticon turned uh, 
reformed Autobot spiritualist. I'm completely fine with that because I love him. Oh, yeah. He's and, great. Yeah, and he's good character design. And also, the let's give the credits. Uh, oh, the, yes. The artwork is done by Casey Kohler, who I think does amazing um, line work on oh, yeah. his Transformer designs. And they are they just like clean, but at the same time, they're not like sterile i can still see like the characters act like there's still expression and this, they're still dynamic look a lot less cartoony as um all of nick Rush's artwork is but it doesn't look bad at all it looks great mm-hmm. and it's written by denton j tripton S- never heard of him uh well he's i don't ha- know that many comic book issues that he's done but uh we're gonna he does do an interesting perceptor story here that sort of sets him up prior to last Night of the records yeah because he didn't get much treatment in that comic yeah uh, well so, not as much as he deserved i, th- I don't th- i think Okay, so we open on the Decepticon Battlecruiser, the Tryon, where hey. Blur and Drift are playing Go. Go. Mm-hmm. Because if Drift wasn't Japanese enough, he's now playing Go with Blur. So, <laughs> Yeah, Michael Bay. <laughs> so it, so we go, they go on and talk about how Drift enjoys being an Autobot now and traded his guns for swords. And they're playing in front of a heavily wounded Perceptor. Like heavily it, wounded. That boy is missing an eye. Yeah, he is in what Star Wars fans would call Bacta Tank. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a friggin' Bacta Tank for <laughs> Cybertronians. But Transformers lore, the official name, is, due to copyright reasons, probably, copyright. is CR Chamber. Mm, copyright, I love it. Mm-hmm. So we get to go on the bridge of the ship where we see Cup. Drift, Blaster, and Springer, and I think Broadside... Oh yeah, Blaster, he's here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do much, but he's here. Encountering a distress, um, or compl- complaining about how there's no contact with the Autobots across uh, any known channels or official frequencies. Official frequencies. Let's get a bootleg. Mm-hmm. So, the Autobots begin to decide to take action and see if any other Autobots nearby need rescuing. And while they're discussing this, we see uh, Perceptor in his lab working on some gear. His, his new chest plate, mm-hmm. as he puts it. That is, in his own words, uh, it's fabricated from an adamantium crystal which, was, which has a hardness rating in the top percentile of minerals and known in this spur of the galaxy. Hold on, adamantium? Or adamant. I it's not adamantium, but it's like adamantium. That's definitely a reference. Yeah. I refuse to believe it's not. Well, they're just like not putting it on the nose, but we can definitely tell that copyright <laughs> Perceptor doesn't want any more holes in his chest. No, because he got blasted horribly. Get it? Blaster? Blasted? But huh, he does. Funny. <laughs> but, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Perceptor just complaining about lying there helpless with a massive aperture in my chest, saying, vowing that he won't let that happen again. So he decides to upgrade his armaments. He goes from a peaceful science bot to a sniper periscope bot. Yeah, with a... F- not periscope, s- a microscope. It's with a goddamn sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later in the toy review. And then some Autobots are objecting to it, and some say, Cap is saying, okay, I'll let you roll with me. I understand it. I've been there myself. So... But as they're going on about it, they get interrupted by Blaster saying Hot Rod has sent a SOS out. 
Oh, Hot Rod, getting yourself into trouble again? At least you're not causing off Miss Prime's death this time. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> it's we still got time to see. And it turns out <laughs> Hot Rod is uh, being chased by Bludgeon and the Monster Cons. A- I, I'd run way too. It's terrifying. Yes, Bludgeon is uh, one of the pretenders. The, he's the guy that was the zombie samurai. Basically, the, the best, zombie samurai. The best way you can describe it, or I can describe it, is imagine a transformer wearing that who changes into a tank, but also has a samurai-looking armor, but with a skull for a face. He looks badass, by the way. The colors. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna. It's not any any fault of the issue. That's just how his colors normally are. The colors are the only thing that bothered me about his design. Aside from that, he looks amazing. Oh yeah, he's definitely a fan favorite, and has no part in, and no small part to that skull design, which I love. <laughs> oh my god, of course. And we see the Autobots mobilizing while Perceptor is adding one final adjustment to his right eye by actually taking a taser to it. It looks like a taser or a welding gun right to it. Okay. And- but we cut to Hot Rod being chased on a planet and surrounded by Bludgeon and his cronies. Because he crashed. Mm-hmm. And just when it looks like Hot Rod's about to bite it, Cut comes in with his team. In which they combine. <laughs> or, yeah. Sorry, Monstructor, yes. Monstructor looks absolutely terrifying. Yep. And I actually had, like, one of the limbs. I think I had, like, the right arm of the original one when I was a kid. Oh. But... If you if you're looking at your toy shelves right now, the Power of the Primes just released um, all the limbs recently, and the torso figure about a couple months ago. So it is possible for you to buy an updated version of this figure. Just an FYI to our fans. It, so it's a it's a combiner. So it is a combiner still, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, still combines. Is it better than Volcanicus? Uh, actually, it's kind of on par because they use the molds from the Dinobots. To make to they redesigned them to be these characters. Oh, so, so they're very similar. The only difference is that the central torso is a two-headed dragon versus the uh, Grimlock's T Rex, so to speak. So yeah. I, th- I think the but if I were to put money on, it, I think Monstructor would be a better. Co- oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just got this confused. Uh, I'm confusing Monstructor here with the other Terracons, so sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, yes, the Decepticons have two groups of monsters that combine... No, I'm sorry, three groups of monsters that combine uh, into a gigantic monster. You so can never have too many. Oh, yeah. But the Autobots wage war and are against the ropes against Monstructor's incredible might, so to speak, including Springer getting smacked around. Well, before... Let's just... Cut to the chase. He gets sniped. Monstructor gets sniped. By um, Perceptor. Of course. Yep. And yep. everybody turns around and it's dramatic reveal. Science, the science bot has become the science sniper bot, including a targeting retinal on his right eye. Sadly, though, he still has to give cup of cigars. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna, he's never going to get out of that job. Yep, and the Autobots react to Perceptor's dramatic change. Some say he's defiled, some are defiled himself, while others say he's actually make, made improvements. Everyone's like, the hell? <laughs> Pretty much. They see him with a sniper rifle, and they're just so confused. Exactly. So they know that everybody has their own opinions about the change, but Cup is 
Cup is enthusiastic because, hey, si- sniper bot. Sniper. So that ends that issue with... That ends, the ins- that ends Lost and Found and ends all Hail Megatron 15. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of... Um, Lost and Found? Yes. How many microscopes do you give it out out of five? Uh, I'll give it... I'm going to... Hmm. That's actually hard to say because I didn't really have a actual opinion of this issue. Because not much really, not much really happens that I really care about. Because Perceptor is nowhere near any, like not even in my top fifty favorite Transformers of all time. Well, it, yeah, and it does have a little. Like we didn't get a chance to read the story for Perceptor where he got the hole in his chest. Yeah, because that's stretch story, so to speak. Like it's just because I not you know Perceptor's not like Perceptor hasn't really grown on me at all. And I feel if we did read the ones pre- to, that preceded this, I would have cared more. But this isn't a bad issue by any means. So I think I'm going to give it three microscopes out of five. Just because I don't care as much, but the art is amazing. This, the story doesn't really have anything wrong with it. I just don't really, don't really care all that much. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you are a Perceptor fan, then this is definitely a story for you. Oh, yeah. Um, if you are interested, uh, dear listeners, to what happened to Perceptor prior to this issue, I recommend reading All Hail Megatron um, 14, where it's kind of more about uh, Drift and how he joins uh, Cup's team, so Which to speak. I'm fine with that, because Drift is awesome. Oh, yeah. We might go back into it. We might not. Um, it kind of depends on uh, where we are when we start reading More Than Meets the Eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to read More Than Meets the Eye? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, but not, not quite. We're, on, we're building. I'm I, trying to I build know, I'm the saying, background, but I'm we are saying, going into that. Eventually, oh, I love, I love that storyline. Oh, yeah. And we're also going to be reading. What, what happens to Megatron in that? Oh, yeah. We're also going to be reading Robots in Disguise. Not the comic based off of the cartoon, but. Thank Christ. But the. Um, <laughs> It's but better the, than the show. It's a sister series to More Than Meets the Eye, focusing on another group of Autobots. But, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, in terms of what I would rate this, I would rate this kind of three out of five. Um, mostly, I understand like the why why they decided to make Perceptor a science sniper. I guess because somebody figured, hey, he's a microscope. He see things. His whole thing is about seeing things. Ha <laughs> Funny. From like up way up close, so magnification. So of course he would be, you know, a sniper bot. And it does, and it's an interesting kind of standard story. Like I'm the quiet guy, and now I'm the darkened, uh, grizzled veteran shot in the chest. Yes. So he's having his never again moment, so to speak. Yep. But I, but I did like it. It does make him a more active character. He's typically been known to be the guy who always stays at the lab. Uh-huh. But Autobot, Transformer comics and most media tends to be more about action. So it is yeah. kind of cool to see him in a more uh, frontline role. But as for the artwork, I am a huge fan of Casey Kohler's, um basically his style of artwork. He, Agreed. That's why I didn't give it any less of a rating. Yeah, because he does a fantastic job. I think his ability to control line weight and in terms of his inks is like damn near like amazing i never see anything out of place with it it all looks beautiful well proportioned excellent perspective and he's definitely when i used to draw transformers he's definitely a guy whose style i tried to emulate mostly because it is just astonishingly good it oh, looks yeah. it's def, it's like definitely it's like the cartoon taken to a more detailed level 
that you like you'd be able to enjoy and and despite how basic the original art of the show looked i still like it a lot yeah it's it's definitely art fantastic artwork and we will be definitely seeing more work of his in the future awesome but yeah i would rate this three out of five microscopes just because like you just because i felt like it's just like a it's a nice story but it doesn't really it just progresses the character a little bit but i would say not that much but he but again, we will be seeing more of him in uh, more of Perceptor in the future. Nice. So, how would you rate uh, the entirety of All Hell Megatron Fifteen? I would rate it like well, we can't do halves, so no, we can't. But I'm not going to round up here. I would say three out of five. Uh, okay. Mostly because um, they're not like the they don't exactly work standalone, but they are good supplemental material oh, yeah. for the characters. And not only that, but like with Cup's story, you actually got like three characters. You got Cup, you got Springer, and then you got in the insight to how Prowl thinks, which mm-hmm. I thought was definitely like definitely more informative and definitely paints a more interesting universe for the viewer, or in this case, the readers. So, but what did you think of overall the pack, the All Hail Megatron Fifteen? It, it's really hard to say because I can't do halves, and I'm bouncing between three and four. That it's. I, it's a Perceptor story. I'm not that invested in it. It's not bad. I just don't care. <laughs> but in terms of everything's in its right place, I loved that, actually. Yeah. it's It was amazingly well done. And I'm going to have to say it kind of outweighs the rest of the issue. Because I could have stopped right there and I wouldn't have really missed anything. Aside from of how, like, what happened to Perceptor and how he became a sniper bot. So I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5, just because of how good uh, the first one was. Okay. That's a strong read. Yeah. Okay. But now we should go on to, uh, speaking of Perceptor, (laughs) reviews. And right here we have, um, what was this again? Reveal the Shield. Reveal the Shield Perceptor. Yes. And then uh, Combiner Wars Megatron. Leader class Megatron. Leader class Megatron. Our first uh, Megatron in in our show. Actually, mm-hmm. we've done a Perceptor before, which was I believe it was Power of the Primes or was it Titans Return? It was Titans Return. Yes, it, we've done Titans Return Perceptor, who was an amazing, faithful, if scaled down version of the original toy. Oh yeah, like every single Titans Return and Power of the Primes figure we've reviewed so far has been amazing. Yes, but let's go on with... Uh, well, what do you want to review first, Megatron or Perceptor? Uh, I'm going to go with Perceptor just because I care less about Perceptor. And I have some choice words about the Megatron. Okay. So what's the first thing you notice about this guy? Uh, the big-ass sniper rifle. Uh, yes. And like every other Transformers weapon, it's not that colorful, but it's just a big sniper rifle. Come on. Well, sadly, um, the sniper rifle was an add-on kit from iGear. Oh, that didn't come with it? Set, no, it gets a little bit more disappointing. Um, oh, God. iGear was impressed by Last Son of the Records, so they made uh, the Saigar head, like cup with the Saigar, yeah. and two blaster cannons, and they also gave... Um, Perceptor a sniper rifle. Yes, this sniper, or this version of him, just because he was like at the round at the same time, like the... Huh. Perceptor release. So, oh, that's disappointing. So, why don't we continue to review without the fantastic, big ass, comic book accurate sniper can rifle? I move, can I remove it, please? Oh, yeah. You can take okay. it off. Yeah. All right. There we go. So, uh, when handling it, I already have a problem. 
Go on. Aside from his huge kibble-tastic, like, lower legs, what is this? He transforms into a snowmobile truck. And as Aiden just complained there, one thing we should note is the back half or the trunk of the snow truck. Arms are attached. Does not connect firmly to the spine of the figure. It doesn't. So, like, you hear a snap, but it doesn't... It doesn't do it. Exactly. So as a result, like the arms are always falling off at the shoulders, so to speak. So you're going to have to like painstakingly not. put it in one position and not play with the upper half. Yes. And it was a little bit better when I got the toy originally, but over the time... A little bit. Over time, it's worn down a bit. So, okay. Or quite a bit. Yeah, but like, you know, the what's on the shoulder, which, I, which is a little cannon. Yes, and it... We can actually retract the barrel. Yeah, I was about to do that. Uh, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it has a little scope on it, which is awesome, because he doesn't have the scope on his eye, which is completely fine. But I can't get another... Okay, back to the legs. Kibble. Yes. Why? Trends. This is crazy. This kibble is insane. It does... Well, I'll just say this. When the... When they put the punchy cable in the legs, that means it's going to be able to stand on its own better, but... Yeah, but it limits posability. I can barely bend the knee. Yeah, it is very clunky. They had to put um, snowmobile treads in the back of it, so you can't really bend them. You can't really do kicks, and I his joints are not... I don't think his joints are strong enough to where you can do a kick pose with them. Like, just know, let me put all on one knee leg. Let me try. Let me try to... He is not firm enough. No. The joints are very weak. Also, you can't even get one leg off the ground without him falling over, even if you balance it, because he has tiny feet. Exactly. Seriously, this doesn't... Why? It doesn't do anything. It's on a ball joint, which is nice, but it's useless. Exactly. I, it is, like... It's very nice, but it doesn't... It They really should have just added better ankle support, especially for a figure that just so naturally wants to pose its legs wide, wider. Which, uh, you know, that's natural instinct for me to pose them wider, but, you know, it doesn't, doesn't help with that at all. I don't know. But um, it, it looks good, aside from, you know, the kibble, but it, it doesn't feel nice to play with, especially because it keeps untabbing. Yes, it, it's just like, honestly, like there's this whole assembly where I, like I said before, also the backpack. trunk, yeah, like it's a backpack where the arms are at more securely attached to that than the torso. In fact, the arms do not connect to the shoulders at all. There's no place to tab them in. So at least the head sculpt looks nice, but it can only swivel. It can't look up or down. No nope. ball joint, but it does, it does have, have back the, eye lighting. It's not that strong though. Yeah, it, the scope on his shoulder pylon is more strong than that. But oh, yeah. uh, How, what would you, out of like five? What would you rate this? I'm gonna give it a gonna give it a two. Two? Yeah. I, you want to know why? I'm not gonna give it any lower because by itself the sculpt is nice. It looks cool, aside from you know the kibble, and the painting is always perfect. Also, the Autobot symbol. Where you at? That hmm? oh um what's that's uh well part of the reveal the shield line was they were calling back to the original toys where you had to push there's a sticker that you put your fingers on it yeah and the heat from your finger I don't know may take a little bit longer because this is a different oh sticker. I remember I remember those kind of things it because, reveals the um 
the, their faction logo. Or you could just like swipe it a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this reminds me of a uh, Bakugan when that was the thing. Mm-hmm. I'd have to do the same thing. Reveal like a code. So I never really enjoyed it that much. But yeah. if unless you have the shield like down, the faction logo barely appears and it goes away very quickly. Oh yeah, it's the, it's supposed to be a mystery across the line. So. Um, so when you buy your, and this is what the actual toy was, when you buy your Reveal the Shield Autobot Jazz, there's a mystery as to which fashion he is in. Oh so. boy, I wonder what he could be. Yeah, so... Also, I want to. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, a really good Jazz. Like one joke. of the best Jazz toys. But I swear, when I went to Target the other day, they were selling the Studio Series Jazz. I think it was... Yeah? I forgot what class it was. What, deluxe. It was, yeah, it was Deluxe class. Um... And my friend Tag, who was with me, we both grabbed him and said simultaneously, I want to. I'd like to mention that the Voyager class Megatron Studio Series was also there, so we just put him right there. Uh, and if I had a post-it note, I was slapped on it, I want to. I know, because like, you want one to keep the break apart or like with, by playing excessively <laughs> with, and then another one to do your backup for when you break the first one. Yeah. Our collector's edition is what we tell our parents. But <laughs> but I would definitely rate this robot mode a 2 because the only thing that saves it is the basic sculpt from the front because looking at the back is atrocious and the, then the painting. Yeah. What would you... How many microscopes would you give it at, out of 5? I would also give it a 2. It's not the worst Transformer I ever bought. No, it's not. But... Sure, and it's not. It does look cool, but unfortunately, that's all you can really do. You can't really pose it that much. And that's my thing. And, well, I mean, like, he's the lab bot, but he's also he's supposed to be more action oriented. And those arms are always killing me. The, they just, the arms. They I, fall I, off. The arms. I hate breeze. it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I like the detailing on the sculpt, I like the color schemes, I like how they. They stayed faithful to the original one. They even added like the um, on his forearms, like the the knobs they used to adjust the microscope. Yeah. Even though he's no longer a microscope, they still had those on there. <laughs> okay. It's just a callback to make sure that people know Perceptor is Perceptor. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But I feel like trust me, it's not the worst Transformers figure I've ever seen. Now it's the most flimsy. That always goes to the bold forms Gladius. But yeah, it's, I'm kind of tempted to get my hands on that just so we can review it on the show. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to waste your money? Or? I won't be the one paying for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, all right, let's get this thing transformed. Hopefully, this robot mode saves it. Um, How, well, how's the transformation? Really, really. I haven't done this in a while, but all I remember is that I rem- it's really fiddly, and it's really just you have to tab everything in proper sequence. And in the right place, otherwise it will not be uh, connected or firmly connected, or won't allow you to tap, or won't it won't fully transform. Like parts won't align properly. So let me. So how would you rate it? Well, let me finish transforming it first. Okay. But the transformation is difficult, I think, for especially for a figure of this size. This because this is a deluxe class, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely a deluxe. And oh boy, that looks like absolute hell. Oh, just wait until I get to see how I struggled with the legs. <laughs> the, the, the just huge chunk of kibble. Oh, yeah. So what is he supposed to be again? He is a snowmobile truck. I don't know why they went from periscope to... A periscope? Microscope. Microscope to a snowmobile truck, but... Why? 
that kind of removes the point of Perceptor. I Are you serious? Yes, the science bot. I turn into a snowmobile truck now. I think the only explanation I can come up with as to the why is that um, maybe they thought microscopes wouldn't sell that well. And they figured, they figured, why not take this opportunity to make a more interesting uh, alt mode? Because I just have a feel. I I always want them to prioritize the robot mode over the alt mode. To be brutally honest, the alt mode is just a bonus, in my opinion. Ah uh, well, like that. That's just me because you know I love me some posability, and you don't get much of that from a from a truck or even a microscope. Mm-hmm. Or a snowmobile truck. Um, Seriously, that one, that one Revenge of the Fallen guzzle that we reviewed, also known as a brick. Yeah. Well, I, I like the posability on it, except for the legs, but but I'm still struggling to transform this thing. Um, it looks like it's coming together. Kind of. It looks like it's coming together. <laughs> Doesn't mean it is. <laughs> okay, so I just have to remember how I did everything. Um so let me see. Just... Sometimes in Transformers, you don't really need to do it in a specific order in order for it to work. But here, like, if you don't, it makes things like harder and harder. It definitely reminds me of a Bakugan. Yeah, and... and that was a still thing. Okay, so I hope I got this right. Um, no, wait. I have to pull the legs apart again. Uh, <laughs> this is. That looks painful. Yeah, and I think I got it, but... Push his feet down. Actually, no, I have to shove his knee into his shins. I always hate when we... I always hate to do that with Transformers, because if I do it wrong, I could break it. I've had that happen, and it sucked. Uh, I think I was with my animated Starscream I had to do that with. Or my... Oh, it was my animated Optimus Prime. You actually transformed that for me. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Which one was it? Oh, was the Cybertron one? Like the or like where the basic where he had like black scars on him. Ooh, that was that one. I think that was like the um, Voyager class one, but uh, it was not definitely not Voyager class. It was a deluxe. Okay, I just news update. I just I thought I finished the legs here, but nope. Oh jeez, <laughs> I forgot the sequence. So I'm going back and redoing everything. This is like the third time, and there's this part that just ah. Uh, I'm trying to get, like... We didn't even have this much trouble with the Cybertron Starscream. Nah, that was... That's because, like... It, it was w- very simplistic, but it's just because of the joints. Yeah, and this one, it's just like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm surprised I have my fingers, like, any skin from my fingers hasn't gotten caught on this, because that's usually what happens to me every time I try to transform this guy. My fingers get caught in something, and then... You're going to jinx it. You're going to jinx it. <laughs> no, we will survive. You will survive. Sorry. What was that? I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, we got a bleeder. <laughs> we got a bleeder. <laughs> uh, not quite yet. I will make... Th- oh, shit. Um, oh, God, what did you do? <laughs> no, I didn't break truck anything. with arms now. <laughs> yeah, and then I forgot. Uh, <laughs> got to rotate this. And, I mean... The second I had the Titans Return Perceptor, I forgot all about this guy because the Titans, the Return-, Titans Return Perceptor was so good compared yeah. to this. And it was a lot easier to transform, I can tell you that. Um, Is the rest of the reveal the shield line like this? No. I mean, kind of, but it depends on the figure. I mean, like, 
there was a jazz figure, and that figure is to me. Yeah, you mentioned that one of the best, like the definitive jazz toy of all time. Mm-hmm. But you know that line had like a lot of good quality parts or good re or modernizations of classic characters. But uh, shit, <laughs> every now and again you'll get one like this that like you have to figure this out again and again. I felt like I should have transformed this once before the show, but. Is the alt mode really worth it? Uh, I'll let you know in about 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're almost there. Scream. Uh, I can't get this thing to align properly. Uh, I th- I, you seem to be coming close to the end. I know. That's going to be a jinx. That's going to be a jinx. Okay, let me flip the arms. Flip the hands the other way. Maybe see what happens. Okay. I don't know if that'll do anything. Just do it. Uh, hold on. I think it goes like that. Like, you have to, like, rotate the arms in a not natural position before you tuck them into the car or the truck mode. And. Okay, I. Oh, come on. Get back in there. Ah. I thought I tapped this piece. There we go. I think I got it. We're almost there. I need a young priest, I need an old priest. <laughs> I think you need a lot more than just a priest. I need two priests. Uh, oh my god! There, it's that done. Took for oh, that took longer than I hoped. And so huh. I would give the transformation a one. Can we give a zero? Yeah, yeah, we could give a zero. What do you give it? It's it's a little too fiddly. It's way too tab. That looks tab-tastic. very painful. Yeah, and in, like I. And like I said, if you don't remember the sequence properly, you're, you're gonna screwed. Go, yeah, you're going to be going back and you're going to be doing what happened to him just now. Exactly. Like you guys didn't see it, but I was looking right at it the entire time, and I was just—it's what? It's like it's like a, it has—it's a what I call precision transformation in that like you have to do everything precisely, and sometimes it's worth it. But in this case, I don't quite think it is i don't this is not the best perceptor ever no okay i mean i give it props for being a like having tank a truck with treads so that's a snowmobile that's definitely different you don't see that that often in transformers okay point is transformation sucks all right uh how would you rate so snowmobile mode it looks nice Hold on. Oh my god! According to our producer, it took seven minutes for took, me. You were keeping track. It took seven minutes for me to transform this deluxe size figure, which is the depending on the line, either the second to smallest figure or third to smallest figure. We but should start ta- like we should start timing stopwatch every single time we need to transform something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also depends on how well I remember it to, or memorize the sequences, but. But yeah, this okay. is Perceptor here is like, unless you really like the figure, be prepared to be struggling every time you transform him. Just don't transform it. Keep it in... Okay. Let's just say this right out of the gate. If I'm going to... If I would ever purchase or display this thing, I'm displaying it in the uh, the snowmobile truck mode. And you, and you think it's better than the robot mode, right? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Let me just say this right out of the gate. I'm going to rate this about... <clears throat> uh, let's go with three sniper rifles out of five. Okay, it looks nice. Yeah, it does. Little look like to a... no kibble. 
unless you turn you know turn it over, but you never get a display like this. So whatever, it rolls good, and the treads are treads do not roll themselves, but they got tiny wheels on there. It's fine, works. The cannon is kind of useless, but it's there. Yeah, it transforms into a pair of, of like searchlights. Yeah, but yeah, it does. That's like the only piece of kibble that's on this. Yeah, do you see the barrel on the back? Yeah, of it, you see yeah. it on the back. It's not the best truck mode that has headlights that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would you rate this? Uh, like you, I think it's definitely better than the um, than the robot mode. It does. It granted, it is a solid piece of plastic, and it does roll, <laughs> but it does look heavy duty. I can see myself. Um, what do these numbers mean? Oh, it's just license plate. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, no, no, no in jokes. No, nah, not okay. that I remember. Or uh, okay, maybe it's something. I, I have to look at the Wikipedia entry maybe. on this, but I do like it, and it's definitely more. It's definitely unique. But my only question is, is that like they could have easily used this to to repaint it into like another character? I think at one point or another there was plans to make this. Uh, a Decepticon version of this into a character named um, Reflector. Mm-hmm. He was uh, him, and along with two other guys, changed into a camera that you could use. Not, not a real working one, but of course not. But uh, a camera, that, like a handheld camera, that you could actually hold in your hands. It was too scale. Yeah, but I don't think that are they definitely never went around and completed that. It was just always something that was on the the blueprint board, but they never executed it. But yeah, I would rate this a three out of five. Um, I give it, I give it points because it does hold up better. It's not, it's not falling apart like the robot mode. And again, the the snowmobile is like a definitely a more unique uh, alt mode if amongst I were to transformers. Have this, if I were to have this, I transform it once into its alt mode and never transform it again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah, yeah. It, it so it's it tries hard. Uh, but unfortunately, it just suffers a little bit too much in the execution, especially mm-hmm. during the transformation and the fact that like the arms do not tab into the shoulders, and which you, is uh, I still can't get over that. That's the worst part of the figure. And because it doesn't tab securely in the, and because they don't, the part that it does tab into or attach to doesn't securely attach at the back. That means if you like gently move it, they will fall off. So. Yep. It hurts it too much. Okay, so point is figures. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. On the whole, I would not not recommend recommend this. Would not recommend this at all. Especially when you compare it to Titans Titans Return. If you want a Perceptor, go with Titans Return. It is please. Titans Return is like um, like amazing. Titans Return Perceptor is a masterpiece compared to those. Oh yeah, it is way better. Hold so, on, is there an actual masterpiece perceptor? Not yet, but maybe a third party. A, yeah, will. there's probably a third party one because there's a third party Springer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if not, they're going to do it. Shall we move soon. on to uh, Megatron here? Yes, Combiner Wars uh, Me- Leader Class Megatron. What do you think so far? First impressions. First impressions. Damn, Megatron! Why'd you get so handsome? Look at that face sculpt. I know. It's uh, they they managed to give him like a nice. It's a nice callback to the original cartoon design. Oh. And uh, let's see, it's light, light, light piping there. Oh yeah, nice that's light u- okay. It's useless because uh, because the treads that he has are on the back. Yeah, so it makes the light piping absolutely useless because it blocks. Yeah, he changes into a tank, but he's definitely calling. Ba- can't transform to a gun. 
Yeah, he's definitely calling back to the original cartoon Megatron that was a gun, mm-hmm. but um, but his like over the years it's been changed to a tank mode, and I tend to agree with it because the gun tends to complicate things. Like I know when they first did Japan did Masterpiece Megatron, they when, fir- when they first did it, yeah, they couldn't Hasbro couldn't bring it over here because gun uh, toy gun laws saying said that it looked too much like a real gun and then the they importers paint, then they painted it gold and then they redid it with mp36 which is the best megatron figure ever made oh yeah oh definitely well, it's way more accurate. megatron i mean beast wars megatron he's coming with a masterpiece soon please be good please be good oh, he looks like it come on dinobot was amazing please have megatron right okay but oh yeah and um, this one actually has a firing missile, which is kind of something rare. You don't see that much in uh, Generation Transformer toys. How does that work? I is, forgot which one is, is the, the missile button. in there. Yeah, it's in here in the back. Oh, that. Oh, and then here's the. Button. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh. Is it supposed to? Is that the right way? It's supposed to go. Is it supposed to go this way? No, I. They officially like. I don't like the way it looks officially speaking because I think the end of the barrel looks too wimpy for Megatron. It looks like an, a regular pistol instead of a you know a fusion cannon. Yeah, is it supposed to flip out like that? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it tries really hard, but it's not quite. You know, but uh, one work? I don't know. I never. I never bothered to fire it because I didn't want to lose the missile, or maybe I. Um, there you go. Oh, and I lost it. Um, he must be compensating for something. Yeah, this the can- barrel. This cannon is into the ba- uh, fusion can- barrel. I think this is bigger than his whole. I think. Hold on, it's almost as tall as he is. It's it is. <laughs> hold on a minute. It's taller than he is, actually. Yeah, it changes the, into the uh, <laughs> gun modes uh, t- or the tank modes. That's um, that's hilarious. I love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has the firing ne- mechanism. <laughs> it's the red button on the back. Yeah, you just got you got to do it like that. Fire's pretty hard. I like that. Yep. Uh, other, I mean, I think and it's that, right. Your eyeball. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm wearing glasses, so I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna fire it at myself though. But uh, it looks the figure overall looks very nice. I like the painting a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I start. He also, he has a gun. He has a gun. It looks okay. It's generic, whatever. But then I start to handle it. And that's when I have problems. Go on. Just so this thing is mainly operated by ratchet joints. There, I don't think. Is there a single ball joint in the entire figure? Mm-mm. There's not a single ball joint. Maybe in the head? No, that's not really a. It's, no, it's got to be a, a ball joint. It's a swivel that has a. It's a swivel then a, a hinge. Oh, okay. You see that? You see, look, look at the neck. Oh, yeah. It's a I swivel see that. and then a hinge. Wait, how's the light bulb work if I angle his head down? It doesn't. Uh, maybe try removing his back matter here. He's got his, which the, I think looks better out. But yeah, it's it's okay. Okay, it's okay. Light piping. But yeah, like I said, I start to handle it and then I have problems because everything is a ratchet joint. Don't get me wrong. I love ratchet joints, but this is overkill. Yeah. You hear that? That's me just moving his leg in and out. Yeah. I mean, ratchet go- joints are good for like heavy duty. Bend at the knee. Transformers. Ratchet. And it barely, it, the treads get also get in the way at the bend of the knee. The back of the knee. Yeah. The back of the knee. Oh my God. Yeah. He does a transformed it. Oh, there we go. All right. 
Yeah, he's got like a lot of extra uh, posability because of the way he transforms in the knee joint area. So it's a while. <laughs> so you can do some funky dance yeah. poses with him, so to speak, if you got the time. Wait, Aaron, look. He's widened. He's a wide boy. <laughs> but uh, the yeah, there's not a single ball joint. It's all ratchet joints, and then I the butterfly joint. Butterfly joint here. It's it's so tight, and that limits its posability. It has decent posability, but nothing amazing. Also, the ankle uh, ankle pivot. What ankle pivot? It wiggles. That's yeah, a, there's a slight wiggle. There's a slight it. wiggle, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I think the the rest of the ki- the legs um the rest of the leg interferes with the way the ankle tail. Well, at least uh, at least this the panels on his skirt move back, so he can he do the splits. Yeah, he can do the splits, it's which is kind of nice. Beautiful spread right there. Ah. Okay, let me just get that back. So why is he? Uh, he's got a little. That had to be intentional, right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I I never noticed that before. You didn't? No. <laughs> That's the first thing I noticed. Um, well, viewers, what Aiden is describing is a... There's a little... So... In the, the crop... You know, taint, you know, um, you know. <laughs> taint area to describe it. He's, it looks like he's tucked. <laughs> he's tucked. Or it looks like he is he's tucking something. I'm not gonna describe I mean I'm guessing it's like a strut or something. Yeah, it's definitely for because you know, Megatron's like inner joints have always been red. Mm-hmm. But then it's just down there. It's yeah, he's like he's gonna appear on RuPaul's drag race <laughs> next season. <laughs> I'm hoping all stars. So uh, okay, I'm not pressing down on it. Um I'm curious, like what I forgot. I completely forgot about. I never even knew about this thing. So I had to make the joke. I had to. No, no, no. All power to you. I understand. <laughs> oh wait. It's, oh, it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> so you can pull out his. Um... Aaron, here's the here's the thing. Talk to me. <laughs> so yeah, now you can take off the front of his hip armor. So you can just it makes everything worse. And there is he, um, he's going commando. Well, no, now it gets more confusing because there's a hole for you to tab the skirt armor in. So it looks like you can be. Well, I'm not going to say it, but you can plug things into it. Yeah. Okay. It just oh, okay. Now it has a heart. Uh, it, there, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So it the front of his crotch. It folds down, <laughs> folds downward because of the way he transforms. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Okay. So but, with with that, uh, how would you rate the robot mode? Oh, let me fiddle with this guy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, play with him. Uh, okay. My first complaint when I saw this uh, years ago online was I think his lower legs are too thin. Um, it just because like the it looks yeah disproportionate. I, I like Megatron with a uh, thick lower legs to be honest. Yeah, and not only that, but like not not kibble perceptor thick, but just thick enough that it looks like he's wearing boots. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's exactly what um, that's exactly how thick all transformer legs usually are. Which I'm completely fine with because it looks it looks good. Without it, it just and it also it reminds me of like original masterpiece Megatron where they were thinner than his arms. <laughs> exactly, and not only that, but like. 
when you have like lower legs tend to be a little bit thicker, that means the feet is wider, which also helps the posability and standability. Yeah, and they, they, he does have big feet, mm-hmm. but they're disproportionate to the rest of his legs. Yeah, and they're just, and you can't exactly uh, just give him like a wide pose, so to speak. Because- and because they're ratchet joints, he, because they're ratchet joints, yeah, he can't do a wide pose. Well, he can. But the feet but it don't, looks stupid. Yeah, the feet do not the feet flush. Do not, not, yeah, they don't pivot. So, if we, oh, kind of. I mean, hey. but but if, he is firmed. Like he is firm. It does help. Like he's, he's got firm poses. He reminds me of the Titans Return Overlord, which was the main problem I had with that figure. Is that it felt too tight, and you can't really pose with him. He's got to stand straight. Pretty much. Yeah, That's pretty much it. And I think that face says a lot about it. <laughs> yes. Um, like my only other boy. complaint is. Posability? <laughs> well, posability. No, the shoulder joints. I think. Oh, yeah. I think they look a little awkward. I think they look I mean, a little these? bit weird. Yeah. If you don't do anything, if you try to like raise his arms, like uh, spread them outward, Shit. like the T pose. T pose. <laughs> exactly. Like you're T-pose gonna pose on him. <laughs> yeah. If you tr- do anything like that, it's gonna. Also, he can't do. He, oh, he can do a T pose, but it looks. No, he can't. Never mind. It's like a, a low T. It's like a hanging T pose, I guess. Or a bored T pose. Yeah, so my main complaint is that like the way the joints pop out of the torso to hold the arms up. That does not look right at all. Exactly. I mean I like the What's posability. The name of this joint? <laughs> I do not know. It's like it's not like um it's it's more like a third piece in between the shoulder and the arm. Yeah. Just looks like he's got his bones sticking out. Exactly. That's it. And it doesn't quite look natural to me. No, it doesn't. Especially when Transformers on the whole tend to be deliberately humanoid. So. Yeah. Okay. What would you rate this out of, let's say, how fusion many fusion cannons? Fusion, yeah. Fusion no, cannons. Actually, let's go with Decepticon symbols because he I, is the bad guy leader. So. Yeah. How many Decepticon? Oh, by the way, his chest looks just like his head looks too wide up for his chest. That does not look right. Yeah. He's a bit, his chest is sagging a bit. Exactly. Because what is this? What, like, there's a huge open panel with nothing on there. I'd slap a Decepticon sticker on there, but no. There's already one right there. There's already it. one. He's got two Decepticon symbols now. No, he doesn't. It's not well, there. Well, he's I, got space for another one. He's got space, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it, but yeah, it's redundant to have another symbol on yeah. there. Okay, how, how many Decepticon symbols would you rate this out of five? I would rate this a three out of five. Um, it, it does try. It does try to be very faithful to the original cartoon version of them. Which it does, and it does look like it. You can instantly tell. But like, I feel oh, yeah, like it's Megatron. But I feel like it does suffer in some areas. Like the the third parties, he actually went on to add bulk to the le- lower legs and fix some posability issues. But three out of five, there are yeah. better Megatrons. But this one does a fair job of capturing the likeness of the original cartoon and updating the. Um, the robot mode and posability yeah. could it just needs to be a little bit looser if you want a g1 megatron there's a lot better options for this yeah that aren't masterpiece because you know the masterpiece sells everything yeah and every and not only that but like it makes it i have to like be a little bit tougher on this figure i'm not gonna give him <sighs> well, actually that, you know i'm gonna give him like a two out of five that looks terrible oh that looks terrible pointing at you yeah, yeah when he's put when he even moves if he moves his arm like up at all, the way the shoulders are designed, it makes it look like it's completely flat. So it just doesn't hangs lower than it should be. Yeah, yeah it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's ultimately the shoulder where the shoulders connect is lower on the torso than it should be. For the, yeah, to, 
But um, yeah, two out of five. You said two out of five. I'm. I mean, normally it can be, if it was just like let's say Perceptor or Cup, somebody who gets a toy like maybe once every three or four or five years. Mm-hmm. Then I would say three out of five, but this is Megatron. That means this is Megatron. <laughs> that means like by default, every year there's going to be at least four or five new Megatron toys, and they're all going to be different sizes, different price points. So you you kind of have to like by default be a little bit harder on on this guy just because I gotta because learn of how to, like come on, it's Megatron. It's yeah. hard to do him wrong. Exactly, and only that, but like it's so there's everybody knows what to expect from a Megatron. Any like any Megatron toy like, exactly, fusion cannon, stoic face, and it does and it does those little marks, but it just could be painting looks good though. Painting yeah, looks good though. It just needs it just needs to be like is, there are a few things from stopping this stopping this figure from being better, and ultimately, if you don't if you want a big Megatron size uh, toy, get the Studio Series if you want it's, like the movie version. But in terms of yeah. G one style. I, I kind of would just Wait, does he hold off. Does he have a waist swivel? Yes, he does. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. That ups his points a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, Doesn't uh, save him, though. Yeah, but again, again, because this is Megatron and because there's been so many toys of that character, particularly the G1 version. I expect better. Yeah, exactly. We are entitled to I didn't to want to, but, you know, I kind of have to. Yeah. I'd, I'd also give it a two out of five just because the same reasons. I got nothing else to add, in, really, to be honest, because I've labeled out my complaints with it as we were reviewing the robot mode of course which is the biggest being posability yeah i mean if it's, this, it's not fun to play with it's not yeah i mean if this was another character no. then i would say three out of five i would say yeah this is like a decent figure but again but no it's mechatron yeah he just carries too much weight or much like his, much like his upper chest <laughs> yeah okay how about we transform him let's okay. see if it'll save that let's let's see if the or let's see if we can beat our record Sign for up. seven minutes. I'd li- okay, hold on. Don't. St- yeah, just remove. Just, I'm uh, going to put that back in, and we're going to start from removing oh, all the excess. 420. It's 420. 420, okay. <laughs> all right. And go. Okay. All right. So I am I put a stopwatch on. Let's see if I remember this properly. It looks a lot simpler, though, because of how. Like, because I'd like to mention that the robot mode isn't perceptor bad, like the perceptor figure. It's better than that. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's only two out of five because we expect better. Because it's Megatron. Like yeah. that's pretty much the only reason. Okay, so but, okay, he's currently flipping out the arm panels to cover his hands. And that already looks a lot better. Yeah, and it already and the arms form the uh, turret and tank mode. Yeah, I like to mention that there was a huge chunk of kibble on the back. It was a huge backpack. Oh, that actually looks really nice. To be honest. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And so, ooh, this is going a lot easier. That that already looks actually. That looks really nice. Oh yeah. And then, hold on. Let me make sure I got the yeah. interesting crotch piece in uh, the back. <laughs> And so, Aiden, first impressions. Oh, what time? How long did it take me? Uh, that took you one minute and fourteen seconds. That is a good time, and as opposed to the perceptor, which was seven. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, but like I completely forgot how to transform this toy, and I was able to do it in under two minutes. Yeah, because the pieces that you really need to transform it are just his limbs, really. Mm-hmm. Like they're n- nice, and they're just there. 
They're huge yeah. chunks. They're like, oh yeah, that's gonna mean that's gonna mean something. I know, and they they describe beautifully as the sides of the tank with the treads. Oh yeah, and then Aiden feel the treads. Oh my god! Are they? Do they work? Yeah, you can actually move them. Uh, okay, well, you gotta press hard and firm. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. For tr- the, I mean, considering the the surface we're doing it on. Oh yeah, it's. And uh, there, that's a nice ratchet swivel for the t- top of the tank. Yeah, the they managed to hide like a whole whole mechanism just in the torso, just to allow the arms or the torp mode to have it swivel. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the turret itself does not it raise upward. It, yeah, but it's better than the guzzle that didn't move at all. Yeah. Well, it did, but it couldn't move at all in the tank mode. You couldn't lift the barrel upwards. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. It move. You can move it completely freely in robot Robot mode. mode. Where it doesn't. Where it shouldn't. And then where it should, which is in the tank mode, it doesn't. But hey. But not only that, but that guzzle, the turret couldn't rotate at all. It was firmly in place. But here we see. What? what, Full 180 degrees? Let's see. Can you? Oh, wow. 180 degree turn. 360. I'm sorry. Full. 360 degree turn. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it's right here and now. Four out of five. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and like Guzzle, his weapons uh, break apart. They do. A missile rack and another machine gun. Oh, and that makes it a lot better already. Jeez. Mm-hmm. It's not going to increase the rating at all, but yeah, this is definitely a four out of five. Oh, yeah. The metallic painting, it looks great. And this, look up, this is a badass looking tank. And I like how it has four, not only like. It doesn't just have, like, treads. It has four sets of treads on the bottom. It barely has any kibble unless you start looking at it upside down. Oh. Oh. I can't turn. No. Basically, uh, when you flip it upside down, um, Megatron's head is, like, face first in his own chest. And I was going to see if I could turn around and so it would look out for a joke, but it doesn't, so... Well, I mean, I think you can. I think I mistransformed it or something, but... Oh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Also, uh, the detailing... Some nice mechanical detail. Actually, I'm trying to make it look like an actual tank under. Yeah. Under carriage, and it looks nice. It, it hides it fairly well. It does. The only piece of kibble is really looking from the back. Yeah, where you see the thighs and the... Well, the thighs don't bother me at all, but, like, the fists, you could see them. And this, tiny, and this is just prominent. Yeah, the... the where it plugs into the crotch. Yeah, the front of the crotch, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, this is a really good tank mode. And not only that, but it has, um, this same figure was made into another Megatron, uh, non-G1. Uh, do you remember Armada Megatron with the Minicons? I do. Yeah. They redid this figure as him, and they gave him, like, the the horns, the, oh, that, oh, the that, capture horns. I actually really liked, uh... Megatron and Armada. Like oh, yeah. I loved it. I liked his design a lot. All those minicon ports and like all those ways to trap them, exactly. steal them, and like cut them on them. They were like a, a minicons were huge. Oh, yeah. in you that show. Put, you could put twenty four on that original Megatron, like twenty four minicons on it. Like actually on the toy. Yeah, and only that it combined with Tidal Wave to be a bigger toy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but um, how would you? Ra- how many? Uh, how many Septicon symbols would you rate this out of five? I would rate this. Four out of five. It's honestly one of the best-looking tank Megatrons out there. Um, even though it's well, the turret the turret could be a little bit firmer, but uh, well, you do get to see when you rotate the turret 
uh, like 90 degrees, you do see the thighs. But, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. But most of the time, they're, if you're just keeping the turret forward-facing, they'll be hidden. But, um... Uh, go ahead, shoot. Shoot me! Ah, I got him! <laughs> Uh, the turret actually has fires a little missile with a big red button. You mentioned that earlier. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's definitely one of the best-looking tanks in Transformers. Um, it glides really well. And, again, I just love the fact that they have rubber treads and actual rotating wheels. And they work pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, and you can just feel, like, when you push down on this toy, you move it across the the table... You can just feel those treads on the bottom. It just the only way they could make it possibly cool is where you roll it back and it rush forward. Those kind of toys that'd be awesome. Yeah, I can't. I can find. I can't find a way they'd be able to do that. But that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think they have to make it a little bit bigger just to squeeze that those in there. So definitely. Oh, by the way, how I forgot. How would you rate the transformation? Oh. Five out of five. It, like, yeah, it's easy, and it looks actually pretty fun to do, to be honest. Exactly. And not only that, it doesn't take you that long. It doesn't. It took us. It took you one minute. I know, and it doesn't require a lot of precise transforming, which is a huge <coughs> relief. Yeah, exactly. It's a huge relief when you don't have to remember the proper sequence. This transformation is a, bunch of, is a huge breath of fresh air comparing yeah. to what we did before. Oh, yeah. And overall, it's just... It's just a pretty slick-looking tank mode and transformation. I mean, yeah. there's like a little bit of kibble in the back, but I think they managed to do a good job of blending it pretty yeah. well. In terms of the color scheme, you I know, like it. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, normally it's a bit risky to go with chrome, especially like one color so predominantly across like the entire alt mode. It, mm-hmm. If you're not like careful, it can actually look a little too toyetic, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one, it just looks pretty sweet. Yeah. And I could, if I don't look too that hard on it, I could actually mistake this for a model tank, or so to speak. I mean, those, and again, I love those treads and the rubber treads. Those treads are amazing. Yeah. Those really push it above, like, the the threshold for me. (laughs) Overall, this figure, there are a lot better tank Megatrons out there for G1, but it wouldn't entirely hurt to pick it up. Yeah. I wouldn't entirely. I I still would have gone with something different, but it's okay. Yeah. The tank mode. Tank mode gets it points. Oh, yeah, the tank mode is definitely the strongest mode out of all of this. But exactly. in terms overall of how many faction symbols or con symbols I would give this, I know we can't do three. I know we don't do halves, but I want to say I'm going to go. If my official designation is three, mm-hmm. agreed. But if we could do rounding or whatever, it would be in that midpoint between three and four. Exactly. Um, Again, because it is Megatron, there is a lot of expectations for a figure. And, At this point in time, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and well, I mean, like, most of my complaints are based off of the robot mode. And Oh, yeah, agreed. And the thing is about that is if I have a Megatron figure, chances are I'm going to be displaying it in the robot mode. Because, because it's goddamn Megatron. Yeah, and I'm going to have him displayed with on-site Starscream, Soundwave, Shockwave... You know, all the Seekers, so... Have, so him fight a, have him posed up against fighting a wave of Autobots. Autobots. Or you could even just pose it with uh, Optimus Prime. Exactly. Like, and come on, it's Megatron. Exactly. The main villain of the entire franchise. And because the fact that, like, all the glaring weaknesses are in the robot mode... Which is what I care about the most. Yeah, it. I have to give this a three. I mean... I mean, I'm, I like I, unofficially it's a three and a half, but 
a, it's a solid three. It could be there are things about it that I love. Again, those tank dreads. I tank love mode is great. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's the only great mode out of the two. When, uh-huh, unfortunately, yeah. And again, in order to be a solid transformer, it has to be good at all three. Those three things: transformation, robot mode, and the alt mode. And if there's another alt mode, the fourth or the oh, second. Oh yeah, alt because mode. there are. Triple changing Megatrons out there, including the Bold Forms Gladius, except that one sucks. Oh yeah. So so yeah, three uh three con symbols out of five. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And your but, final impressions? I I can't really add anything. The robot mode just disappoints me because it's Megatron. I expect better for Megatron. Like yeah. everyone and their mother knows who the hell Megatron is. Exactly. And most people can picture what Megatron looks like whether it be Michael Bay or G1. And this just, I don't think, does him justice, except for the tank mode. Yeah. By the way, is there a Combiner Wars Optimus Prime? Uh, yes, but um, I'm not going to bring it to the show if it, just yet. I bought a third-party kit, so I can, I'll can. i bring a repaint of that next week. Okay. That will be our first Prime, an offbeat color choice. That uh, will be our first Prime. Oh, in fact, I'll bring a Prime. Okay, that's good. All right, remind me too. That'll close out today's episode. Thank you all for listening in to another episode of Transformer Issues. If you want to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at TransformerPod and on Instagram at Transformer Issues. Like always, thank you to Jazz Fuzz. Join us next week where we'll be viewing Transformers Issue 22, a interesting two-part conversation between Optimus Prime and Megatron who get the air out millions of years of grievances against each other and we'll be reviewing or bursting our prime cherry with combiner wars optimus prime and transformers Transformers animated deluxe class prime thank you all don't get addicted to cigars that's Mm -hmm. cup's thing yes and there'll be no perceptor to help you with the withdrawal thank you